אתם עם SBS בעברית. שלום אוסטרליה. Well, New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet said at the state memorial service for Eddie Jekku last Wednesday at Sydney's Town Hall, it's not often in life that we can say that we've met someone truly inspirational. But I cannot think of no better word to describe a man like Eddie, a man who endured great pain and terror and yet had such a zest for life, he turned his suffering into strength and he used that strength to become one of the most compassionate, generous people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Of course, Eddie Jakku sadly passed away, but uh, he lived until he was 101. He passed away uh, last month. And he was a Holocaust survivor. He lost all his family in the Holocaust. But uh, he arrived in Australia and he made it his mission to uh, talk about the Holocaust and remain positive about all aspects of life. And uh, this had a ripple effect on everyone else. And he was also one of the key people involved in founding the Sydney Jewish Museum. And he used to mentor and guide people and children and students through the museum right until he was 100 years old. So at this state uh, memorial, his son Michael Jakku noted that Eddie would have loved all this attention in the limelight because it was his favourite place to be with all the pomp and circumstance to boot. He said Dad was a charismatic individual with a very positive outlook and despite the trials he endured during the early part of his life, we, his family, are quite incredulous at the profound impact, in some cases life-changing, which he apparently had on so many people, not just in Australia, but all around the world. And Andre and I are proud to call Eddie our dad, just like those many all over the world who were touched by him and will miss him. And this service was, uh, was a packed, packed town hall, and it was officiated by Rabbi Benjamin Elton, while grandchildren Mark Jacku and Daniel Jacku Greenfield, the Sydney Jewish Museum CEO Norman Seligman, and New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies President Leslie Berger also delivered uh, moving tributes at the event. We are talking to Shane Dziatnik, senior journalist at Australian Jewish News, and you're listening to SBS Australian Jewish Update with Nitsa Lowenstein. Shane, another important uh, milestone in New South Wales. New South Wales became the first state in Australia to officially adopt the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. They call it IHRA. And this is the working definition of anti-Semitism. That's right. And uh, New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet made the announcement on Tuesday following the federal government's adoption of the definition in October. He said to fight something... You need to be able to identify it, to be able to describe it and to name it. And a definition is an essential tool. So there's no place for anti-Semitism anywhere in the world, but especially not in New South Wales, he said. It goes against everything our proud, strong, multicultural state stands for. And we hear the Jewish community, and today we stand with them in the fight against anti-Semitism. This definition will help call out anti-Semitism wherever it hides. Shane, unfortunately, there was another anti-Semitic attack in Melbourne. Yes, uh, three boys have been suspended by Scouts Victoria while the organisation investigates allegations of anti-Semitic abuse at a scout camp held on the Mornington Peninsula. 
more than 500 young members of the Ventures Scouting Group, aged 11 to 15, were at the Bay Park Scout Camp in Mount Martha on the weekend of December 4th and 5th when the alleged incident occurred. Jewish Ventures were allegedly taunted that they should be, quote, gassed, while one boy allegedly said his father was Adolf Hitler. Scouts Victoria Executive Manager Joe McJohn McGregor stated that the three boys have been suspended while the incident is being investigated and he emphasised that it was an isolated incident and Scouts Victoria has spoken to the parents of the boys involved in part of its investigation. Shane, there was a very impressive ceremony and moving ceremony last week in Victoria, in Melbourne, when Righteous Among Nations were honoured. Yes, 80 years after these acts of bravery, on Monday, members of the Makarov and Spisky families, who are now living in Australia, were presented with certificates bestowing one of Israel's highest honours on their courageous relatives, a title Righteous Among the Nations, awarded by the State of Israel in Yad Vashem. It recognises remarkable individuals who hid, rescued or assisted Jews during the Holocaust at great personal risk. The ceremony was held at St Kilda Shul in the presence of state and federal dignitaries and community leaders, and it was organised by the Israeli Embassy in partnership with the Gandal Foundation. Unfortunately, we're still uh, dealing with anti-Semitic attacks, and this time it's got to do with um, the Jewish community in the UK. The community there is at, uh, in a standoff with the BBC. If you can tell us what happened. Yes, yeah, so the standoff with the BBC is over its report on an anti-Semitic attack on a bus in central London earlier this month on which youngsters were celebrating Hanukkah. And a line in the broadcaster's initial coverage of the incident in which a group of around six males made Nazi salutes, spat and shouted abuse at the kids said quote, anti-Muslim slurs could be heard coming from within the bus. When challenged, the BBC amended the line to read, a slur about Muslims can also be heard from inside the bus, but no other media published any such claims. However, investigation of the audio appeared to reveal one of those on board saying, Tikra Limi Shehu Ze Dahuf, which means call someone it's urgent, rather than an actual slur of any kind. Calling on the BBC to issue an apology to victims and clarify where it obtained the information, the Board of Deputies of British Jews said the BBC thought that they heard blur in English. What they were actually hearing was a distressed Jewish man speaking in Hebrew, appealing for help. When approached for comment, spokesperson for the BBC doubled down, saying one such slur can be clearly heard. The showdown took another turn last week when it was claimed the allegation about the anti-Muslim slur in the BBC story was added after the report was filed. The UK Jewish News understands the journalists submitted the original article without any mention of an alleged anti-Muslim insult. Very interesting story. Before we go, Rabbi Gary Roback, he's familiar with many of Sydney Siders. For many years, he was the rabbi of uh, the Temple Emmanuel in Chatswood on the north shore of Sydney. He's been appointed to serve as interim rabbi of Temple Bet Israel in Melbourne. Yes, yeah, so he'll be doing that role for the next 12 months, starting in January. 
And his appointment follows the standing down of Rabbi Gersh Lazaro, uh, Temple Beth Israel's senior rabbi, amid investigations into allegations he plagiarized sermons, drushes, and articles. So this month, the shul farewelled Rabbi Kim Etzlinger as well, who has become Rabbi of Perth Temple David after serving at the shul for more than 11 years. So uh, having uh, Rabbi Roebuck will, will fill a void and uh, he's very well qualified and uh, as uh, Sydney listeners would know, would know him very well as a long-time rabbi of uh, Sydney's North Shore Temple. Emmanuel. Shane, thank you so much for a wonderful report and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Have a wonderful week. עקבו אחרינו והפיצו אותנו דרך דף הפייסבוק שלנו.